With Lisa, when we say stuff into these mics, she keeps them. She doesn't edit them out. So you guys better watch what you say. Uh, no, I, Stop talking about nearly missing the sh- When have I cared about the words that come out of my mouth? <laughs> you can bank but on me some editing of this stuff. Okay, some of the stuff I was like, oh, that will make it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I told. Lisa I got told, lazy and said, "Yeah, we'll just run it." Lisa <laughs> and I realized we're, we agreed that we're going to be on some sort of list by the time this That's whole true. thing wraps. Brian is on a list. He's Probably. on a skeezer list. We oh, decided yeah. on that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Brian Field. Hi, I'm Alyssa Field. Hi, I'm Lisa Carter. And I'm Jeff Carter. We want to bring light and give hope to the realities of marriage. By being open, vulnerable, and honest about the struggles we all face. Removing all the filters to share what God can do in the midst of chaos. So, what uh, is love? We're talking about <laughs> love. Baby, don't hurt me. That's probably the wrong lyric. See? Oh, is it clear? That's going to be. I a- had that in my head for days. Don't even oh, <laughs> Well, the funny thing about it, like, I, y'all, I was spacing. And so I added something to the end of that song that made no sense. I don't know what my problem is. So it was like, oh, I know that's wrong, so I'm just going to add more random words to the end of it. It's crazy. (laughs) How'd it sound? It said, Jose Cuervo, you are a friend of me. If you ever want to come over and watch me pee. (laughs) 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 Was that it? No. That took the relationship to a whole new level. Uh, Let's talk about stuff that matters. Okay. Love matters. It does. That's our topic. Why are you looking at me? I mean, it's better. So, I'd rather you look at me than anybody else. Because so I love that's you. Good. Thanks. Love you too. Y'all, welcome back. Welcome to the fall. It's not going to feel like fall here for like two more months, but it is officially September. We're ready to kick this season off, and we're going to hit you hard with a really, we think it's a foundational topic. Um, kind of what all of this is about is love. Yeah, so a lot of our curriculum that we went through over the summer really starts with this. It's sort of a a new pillar and a new foundation to Lisa and my relationship. Yeah. For sure. And I'm excited about it. And I may not sound like it, but I'm actually pretty excited about it. <laughs> you look a little sleepy. I, yeah. We did wait till. This is our latest evening. recording ever, yeah. I think. So. No, no. L O V E. We yeah. recorded after marriage night before. That's fine. Oh, you're right. That's true. We have. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start here. Let's start with what are some songs that you know, like love songs, songs that say the word love, talk about love. Let's start lighthearted. What, what do you guys know about? I think of White Snake. Sing it. Are, you really want me to sing it? I'll, yeah. I'll go. Oh, yeah, let's go. You know, I want to know what love is. That's good. I want, I you, want to you to show me. Show me. I want to feel what love is. Harmonize, Brian. Come on. I can't. <laughs> How do you harmonize with that voice? Yeah. <laughs> You can't you harmonize go, with no melody. You need to go grab a rabbit and start choking it. That's how you'll get it to harmonize Aww. with my voice. <laughs> trying to think here. Mine was, what's love got to do, got to do with it? Tina Turner? Yep. What's love but a second-hand emotion? Which I think is pretty good. That's a good one. Um, well, you were talking, so I can't remember how it goes. Well, what's the name of the song? And I will sing it. What is love? What is love? Baby, Baby, don't hurt me. Don't, don't hurt me. No, no more. Hadaway. I had to look that up. I don't know. Hideaway sing that? Hadaway. Hadaway. <laughs> what about the uh, Titanic song? That's a good one. With, uh, does it say Miss Diva, um, the Canadian lady? Celine Dion. Yep, oh. Celine Dion. What's that? Go with that one, Alyssa. I'm on it. 
My heart will go on. Oh, oh. my heart will go on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was working. Even though I let be... you drown, my heart will go on. <laughs> Even though you're on a door, like a yeah. huge thing, you can't help me. That's not where I was when I first right. saw that movie. And for about two or three weeks, that song became so popular. And I was working at a place, uh, a commercial landscape equipment place. And we had like a parts counter that I worked at. And that song would come on and a guy would come in and like, hey, I need a starter for a Shindawa trimmer and I'd go back there and I'd like have to take my time because I'd, I'd get emotional and start crying and have to clean myself up to come back out to give him that starter. <laughs> Sorry, guy. That that movie affected me. Okay, 1990s. I can't sing. Tell me. None of us can, Alyssa. Yeah. We've all been belting all it up. All my life, I waited for someone like you. Oh, geez. Do you remember who sings that? Boys to Men? No. Casey and Jojo. Oh, yeah. How can you forget that? Jojo! And I... Oh, Whitney Houston. Yes. That's a good we'll one. Will always Bodyguard. love you. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Grammys. <laughs> Man, if the people in Uganda oh, don't like this, I don't know. <laughs> Who, I don't know who will. I think they're going to play this outside, and it's going to start raining or something. Oh, <laughs> well, let's play it here then. No doubt. <laughs> this is their new rain dance. Yeah, I, I, I'm not one to claim that I have some terrific voice. Stop. In the name of love. It's a good one. Before you break my heart. Think it over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's break some of those down. What's the message we've gotten from music and stuff like that about what love? Ooh, that's good. What love is? Love is a feeling. That's right. It is a feeling, and I think that music stirs those emotions or those feelings. Like you can you can hear a song, or I can. You can hear I can hear a song, and it takes me back to where I was when I first heard that song, or when yeah. it was relevant. Sure. Yep. That's what's so powerful about music. One of the reasons is powerful. We didn't even sing our wedding song, which was All for Love. Yeah, Three Musketeers. What? Brian Adams. The, What's that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All for One, All for Love. All for One, and All, all for, for Love. love. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I can't even sing that to. anymore. Ours was a... Uh, the Broken Road by yeah. Rascal. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Didn't have the word love in it, though. No, it? but it's still I'm a sure good one. Is. Oh, I'll make love... No, that's wrong. So. I'll make love to you <laughs> like you want me to. That's another topic. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. That's really interesting, though. Let's think about what they call that action making love. But then I'll we also think love. we fall in love, and love is a feeling. Yeah, what are the ingredients for making love? Is it more of a conjure? Do I conjure up love? Yeah, well, I think do that's I really need where we're to going. have to tell you, buddy? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> when a boy and a girl. <laughs> uh, not you were saying love is a feeling. I, I think music makes us think that love is a feeling, and so I think media thinks that makes us try to think that love is a feeling. And I, I'm I'm pretty rock solid confident. It's more of a choice that we get to make. And we get to choose. Yeah. yeah, I think Alyssa said something on one podcast about how people like fall in love and fall out of love. You know, and like it's something you just walk through like some puff of smoke. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so that what I said that time was, yes, I don't feel like it takes work to fall in love. It's just you fall in love and then you, you're in love with that person. But I think... That that word, it's not necessarily love; it's lust, because it doesn't take work to lust after someone. That makes Ooh, sense. Oh, that's good. I'd, it took me a while to figure that those are different, because that's what happens: is so many people are lustful, and they're like, "I've met my soulmate, and I love them so much." But you don't really love them; you're just so attracted to them. Do you think it's lust, or is it? Maybe I mean, is it? Is it? Because lust would like. And I, I agree that it, part of it is lust, but that would be like all physical, right? If you lust for somebody, wouldn't that be all physical? I, I, I'm asking. I don't know. I wonder if you could, I mean. If there's I like think, another word besides lust. Um, I think that, 
it can be physical infatuation. and also be emotional as well. Like a like if you're, um, yeah, fat, infatuation is a good word too. But I can be attracted to somebody because they're brilliant. I think okay. they're very smart, and so that's a yeah. I, I don't know. Wait, if would lust that be a lust? Physical. I, don't I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if lust would be specifically physical. I'm just make an argument. I'm not trying to. No, it's good. I have. I don't know the yeah. answer. Well, I think that I kind of what I'm getting to is there's something that attracts us to somebody, right? There's got to be a physical attraction or there's scientific evidence that there's pheromones that draw us in. There's something that draws us in. But then typically what we are confusing as what is love is actually somebody whose actions are affirming our own pride and selfishness. So this person, Mm. oh, they like the same things I do, or they're treating me really kindly, or they're going to the restaurants I want to. Well, that's not love. That's, oh, my own pride and selfishness are being fulfilled. And so, oh, I love this person. They're willing to do all these things for me. Mm. I'm in love. There's a lot of elements that fall into it. But I think at the end of the day, you say you've fallen in love because this person is fulfilling your own selfish desires. Mm. That's That's good. good. And, and and that's not that's not a wrong thing. It just needs right. to be properly placed. I mean, right. if you're sacrificing for me to watch football or something, that's that's a great choice for me that you make, and, right. and that is a selfish ambition for me wanting you to watch football with me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a sacrifice on your part, and we need to. I need to acknowledge it as a sacrifice and not like, oh, she loves me now because she's watching football. Meaning, well, but- if she doesn't watch football, she won't love me. Right. But the the truth of the matter is if I choose to watch football with you, that I mean that's where we're going actually is I am choosing to love you. So I think oh. love is an action, an outward action, not an inward feeling. And so me watching football with you is you actually feeling like your needs, your selfish desires yeah. are actually being met. You're not feeling we we will say it makes you feel loved because you do feel loved because my my decision making is based on an action of love, but you feel that way because your selfish desires are being met. Yep. So okay, and is, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when, that's that's the problem too, right? So usually when you meet someone, you put your f- best foot forward. So those selfish desires are being met on both sides. Mm-hmm. So then you decide, okay, this is the person that I want to marry. You marry them. And then they quit satisfying those those needs or desires that you have, and then you're like, "Well, this is not this is not what I signed up for." You're not the person I married. I don't love you anymore. That's right. And that's why we're running into um, all these couples that are just like, "Yeah, it's 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 he, I married the wrong per- person." Or we just don't love each other anymore. Yeah. Have y'all heard a, a Christmas light story when we were dating? <laughs> So um, I think we think talked about so, it before. But no, I share it again. We, yeah, share it again. We were, I think. When we were dating, oh, I had a house, and I wanted to put up Christmas lights. And so I asked Brian, he hopped right on that roof, put my Christmas lights up, no problem. As soon as he put a ring on my finger, he's like, I will never get on a roof. I'm terrified <laughs> of heights. And I was like, really? That's nice. So yeah, you put your best foot yeah. forward. Yeah, what's something Just, about me that you caught when we got married? Like, what did I do for my best foot forward while we were dating? I mean, we dated for three and a half years, so that we definitely had some low points in our dating. But then we get married, and it's like, what was it? Cook my dinner, woman? No, but I do think that there it was really rare for me to say, hey, can we go out on a date? And you almost, I don't, I don't remember a time where you were like, oh, well, there's this sporting event on that I have to watch. You would be like, yeah, we'll go on a date. Oh, From what oh, I remember. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was, I was priority number one. Mm-hmm. And that met my selfish desires. Like I, I wanted to hang out with Jeff and I got to hang out with Jeff. And so we got married and if he had a sporting event he wanted to watch that, then I was second to that decision. Yeah. And so I was like, well, he's, he's not loving to me anymore. Brian would open the door for me and that was old school and he had to go around and like put the key in the door and actually unlock it. And then he opened the door for me and, uh, yeah, not as so much anymore. But I'm curious what. I think what like, did I? I want to know what I did. No, I don't think. I think you you fulfilled. You're you're pretty. Um, if anybody knows Alyssa, she's pretty authentic. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't. She is not a poser. You know exactly what you're going to get. Um, 
So she was just a quirky, like kind of dorky girl. And, and I don't know, it, it was attractive to me cause it was so different than anybody I'd ever dated. But, um, I think the thing where I, I kind of, I was a poser in a, in a huge way was because one thing that Alyssa was looking for was a spiritual leader. And so when we were in the short period of time that we were dating, I mean, we were, we believed so differently just by the way that I was raised and she was raised. So we would actively get into the word and talk about like, why do we believe what we believe? And, um, so in that regard, I was putting my best foot forward as to like, I really wanted to walk this life of, of being in relationship with God. And, um, I was, I was going to be the spiritual leader and I confirmed that to her. And I, I don't think I really had any intentions of doing that. Cause I didn't know what it was. And so when we got married and she kind of saw that I wasn't pursuing Jesus, like she wanted me to, or not, not that like she wanted me to, like I should, Mm -hmm. um, that's when, you know, we really started, uh, having problems. I remember she won a trip, um, with her company she was with Pfizer and won a, a trip and we went to the Fairmont Mayakoba and, such a beautiful place. But I remember on vacation, she came in there and I don't remember what had happened, but she said, if this keeps continuing the way it is, and this was very early in our relationship, I will not continue. I will not be married to you. Mm. And I remember that early on in your marriage relationship or dating relationship. Oh, we were married. You were married. What was it he was doing that you were saying that about? Just being an ass. I mean, if we're just being honest. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, just because that's what he would do is he would say one thing and then do the opposite. And it mm. wasn't, he just, he, like, he just cared what people thought. And so he didn't, I don't think you cared what I thought. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I don't really know specifically. It was just a, it was just. Do you remember saying that though? Oh Yeah. Because it was gorgeous where we were, and I was like, I can't stand you. I don't even. We're just going to yeah, go along, you, get along. You right said, now. I don't even want to be in this place with you. Mm. And I'm not. It kind of caught me off guard because I was so oblivious. Like, what? What wow. am I doing? And a but, lot of time, I remember that season. It was, all, or actually, for the longest time, it's like you make mountains out of molehills all the time. There's nothing even wrong. And there's a pink song that um, I can't remember who she sings the song with, but it's that, I think of that because he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's like, what's your problem? And she's like, We're, we are not going to make it, this, this mm. song. And how different the lenses are. It's quite interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So is love always a sacrifice and always in action? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah. I think if you're like, my, my marriage is loveless, my question is, what are you doing to love? Because if you're not feeling love, sometimes you don't, you're just not seeing. But it, I think it's a cycle where if I'm not acting toward Jeff in love, he's not going to react in love. I, yeah, I think love is an action. Love's not, well, love's no, I don't, not a And feeling. I don't want to say that. You don't want to say that because then, then, I do say that. then love is loaded. No, I, you need to... You just said that if if I'm not going to act in love towards Jeff, then he's not going to respond. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm saying typically that's what happens. If I'm not acting towards you in love, it's hard for you to respond in love. And you. So then it's up to you but to that's choose. Not love. That's what it's up to you to choose to respond right. in love. Yeah. Okay. So so that typically that's what happens. But if you have a husband or spouse that's not loving towards you, not acting loving towards you. You have to go. I mean, think about Jesus. That's how Jesus did his life. People weren't loving toward him, but he loved. He's like, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Your enemy is not loving you. You have to choose to be the one that is loving toward them. And so I, it, despite Jeff's actions, despite him opening the doors, him choosing sporting events or whatever, I have to be, okay, I'm going to be selfless and know the things that are going to make him feel fulfilled in what I know, even if I know it's his selfish desires being met, I have to choose that because that is me choosing to love him. Mm. I think I think my opinion is, I agree with what you're saying. Back to Alyssa's question. I don't think love is always necessarily an action. I think God can reward us and allow us to just 
love each other because we love each other. No, that, I'm not saying that right. Um, I kind of feel. I kind of see where you're going. Like as a person. Yeah, it's sort of like, like we get to reap the rewards of of our work, and we're just in a great place, and we love each other, and we just you know. But I guess you no, you still got to choose. You still got to built up. Yeah, you still got to say. I still have to say I love you regardless. So yeah, it, I guess it it always is a choice. Hmm. What what is love? God is love, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, I didn't love Alyssa well because I didn't know that love, that intimate love that God has given us through Him and only through Him. And so, it wasn't until God changed my heart and I realized how much He truly loves us that I could love her and love the kids like God has intended me to, mm-hmm. right? So. I don't, I mean, I, that's why marriage without Jesus doesn't work. Yeah, it's tough. So it's definitely tough. I don't know what to do with this thought because I remember going, like, I, I love Brian, but I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I can't stand him, but I love him. Well, you still that way sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, but like, really, like, that's but how that I you had, is. I mean, that's the ultimate definition of choosing love. Even when he was annoying the crap you, yeah. out of you, your selfish desires were not being met. But you're like, I have to choose love. And it's sometimes, I mean... It, but I don't it, think it I was in a place where I was into like... into a feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, but I wasn't in a place where I was like going out of my way and actively loving him and because fe- I didn't want to feel his pride because he had enough of it. And so... And I'm totally out of my. I'm just. I'm just talking here. So maybe you're you're committed to the relationship. Okay. But not not in love. It was unconditional, right? The commitment. I mean, the commitment. The commitment and the love was unconditional. Um, because if it would have been, oh, yeah, okay. if your love would have been conditional for me, you would have left. <laughs> you're one. You're two. So you did have unconditional love, and you can have unconditional love and not like the person, because God says, God tells us to do that, right? He's He says you love your enemies, because even sinners love people that love them back. Yeah, and so that was that was the conversation I just had with Ella today at lunch. Is like I always ask her, like, what's God telling you now? Because she's truly walking in relationship yeah. with Jesus. And so he'll tell her mm. what she, what he wants her to do. And wh- you know, the two things that she's communicated to communicated to us is, is that she wants, that he wants her to be all in um, and that she wants, he wants her to love others regardless, like mm. show people love. Yeah. And she's in a position now where that means a lot of people are going to get angry at some of the things she's about to do. Yeah. And she's like, I have to not, not worry about awesome. people My gosh. sharing. And I'm like, get you. It's cool. But, but I, I feel like that, I don't, I, I'm still struggling with this. I feel like I'm a, a student learning here and processing this because I loved Brian, but it wasn't like a covenant love because I'm not perfect. And it wasn't like, well, I said my vows and so I have to love him anyway. But I, 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 I'm struggling because I I loved you, but then I also started like resenting you and being angry with you and hurt by you and all of those kinds of things. So I guess over time that love turned to hate. I'm not really sure how that process. I think it's the whole bitterness and forgiveness thing, right? Like I think you loved me, but you there was some things that I did that you weren't that you weren't forgiving in. And so I think over time that unforgiveness turned into bitterness and then that's what just kind of... Yeah, and I wasn't mature enough and I, I didn't have the wisdom to forgive you anyway, even when you didn't... Ask, you know, that's... Because it's easy to forgive somebody when they say, hey, I'm really sorry for this and they're genuine. It's easy to extend that, but to, to forgive someone even when they don't ask for forgiveness is really hard and I, I didn't I, I didn't know all this before and so it's interesting. Well I think there's there's a piece that definitely comes with a commitment because there's something that made us stay, right? Mm-hmm. There was something that made us not leave. And that was I think commitment. 
And for me, we had so much history under our belt that it took a lot for me to not just throw all that in the trash and move on. See, and I was the opposite of that. I was like, he's turning me into someone I don't want to be, and I don't like this. I don't like me. Um, And I would be much better off, you know, even being alone um, because our house was just, it was was chaotic and anger and stress and yelling and all of that. And so for me, it wasn't about commitment. It was like, I don't really care at this point. My life is miserable. And the only way I could see out is by getting out. Um, So I was not stellar in those vows because I was like, where can I sign? Where's the door? You know, and that. You know, looking back, I just had all these feelings of it's all his fault. So if I think about the action of loving, loving means forgiving and choosing to see the good in someone. But in the in the muck of it all, it's really hard to care or want to. Because you've it's been such a long journey to get to that point that, I mean, I really was like, I don't I don't care. And that's why I'm saying all of it was totally a God thing because I was done. Mm. And I could give two, you know, what's about our contractual marriage because it's so popular. Everybody just like, all right, see you later. So again, it goes back to what you said about, I don't know how people do this without Jesus. There's no way. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Because left to my own feelings, yeah, see you later. Like, okay, I can choose to love. Or I can choose to go off my feelings. And I look back, and even still, we allow our feelings to dictate our actions all the time. Yep. And it's, it's, not, it's not healthy, but we do it because mm-hmm. we justify it. Mm-hmm. Well, he did this to me, so therefore, I'm justified in my actions. Even, or even, I mean, that's a serious action, but even the small, some of the smallest things we do day in and day out are justified and... It's because it's what we want, and it's not because what God wants. And so, you know, like what we'll talk about later on, not in this episode, but your life is shaped by a bunch of little choices, not by the major choices. These major choices maybe help define your legacy, but it's the little choices that get you to to those, I'm not saying that right, but get you... You know, the little choices are what develop your habits and and really put you on the path of what your life is going to be. It's not mm-hmm. the major, you know, am I going to kill this guy or not going to kill this guy? I'm going to choose not to kill this guy. That that didn't really shape my life. Yeah. But getting up and not making my bed and deciding not to shower that day or for the next five days because I just don't want to and I don't really care what other people think, that's what shapes your life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got off on a tangent there. Brian said, something earlier that I just I think it goes towards this as far as it it was conditional love and I I just I don't think there's any conditional love there is no if it's anything's based on condition then it's not love that's true it's just just a selfish thing so all love is all unconditional yeah that's true which is so hard because I, I I really do like I want you to do what I want you to do because it's like going back to what we said at the beginning, that pleases me and it satisfies my needs. And so that's really hard to not want to, it all comes back down to selfishness, I feel like, at the yeah. end of the day. I want- and, and it's on both sides. You know, I don't know if we're going to walk through all of this, but Lisa and I went through some stuff a couple of weeks ago and I had to ask for some forgiveness on some things and confess to some things and we read the next day in our devotionals about, or she read in her devotional, I was reading in scripture, and both of them pointed this this beautiful design of conflict and resolution and forgiveness and confessing. It all, it's all from both sides. Psychologically, it is from both sides. If I confess to Lisa and she goes, well, go do 100 push-ups and then it'll be over, that's not what it is. It's I have to confess to Lisa and she has to forgive me. Or she has to confess to me and I have to forgive her. And that's the beautiful design that God made it. That I'd, I'd never really, you know, he could have made it any other way. He could have been 
an army drill sergeant. And like, well, you go get, be put in the hole for two weeks and then it's over and we move on. But he didn't do that. He, he, he put this in our brain that we, we have to. And so that is sacrifice for Lisa to forgive me or, or any of us to forgive each other is complete sacrifice because we are putting ourselves out of the way and we are looking to a higher power and seeing what his standard is or it, yeah, his standard. And we have to meet that. Mm. And I just thought that was, for me, it was a bit of an epiphany. I'd never really thought of it that way before. And it's just so cool. It, you know, it, it sucks for a lot of, you know, you could go so far and be like, well, yeah, babe, I gambled, but I mean, you know what, you've got to forgive me to be a good, mm. you know, so it's sort of, I mean, it's a tough road or infidel, you know, yep, yeah, I cheated on you, but you got to forgive me. I mean, that's a, that's a hard ask, but in the end, that's what God is asking you to do as a person. That, and that, um, not asking, not challenging, to require of somebody not require, else, but correct. For you to yeah. Do, and yeah. I don't, there's not, forgiveness doesn't, there's no requirement to forgive. It's just an easier road in life. And when you get to heaven, there's probably going to be a conversation about it. It is required to forgive. Yeah. Jesus does say that, that it is you have something. To. I mean, it's not, it's, it's a walking in obedience. It's not a salvation issue, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. When you get to heaven and we can get into the, you know, theology of people he, having different palaces and stuff like that. He, but he requires it of a, us because he knows what it brings to our relationships. That's right. He's like, you must forgive and you must forgive and forgive and forgive. And it's because he knows that if you don't, it wreaks havoc on your life and your relationships. Just like all of his laws are for us. Yep. It's not, it's not some legalism, which we want to take to the nth degree, but it's, it is saying, Y'all don't do this because the ramifications are really rough. Hey, please forgive because I promise it will bring you so much more richness in your relationships. It's like what um, I'm talking long-winded, so you can cut me off if you need to. Okay, we'll just change notes. You know, um, last Sunday, uh, Chase Gilbert was on stage and talking about, he went hiking with his wife and they went up in Colorado and they got to a, a point and he saw the quick way and, but it's like a ski slope. And so he goes down the ski slope and he happens to run into a guy and the guy's like, listen, this is a quicker way. It honestly is, but you're, you could possibly get hurt. There is an easier way. And if you just go back up, just, you know, so work hard to get back up to the top, but it'll be easier. And he gets to the top and there's actually a sign that says the easiest way down. (laughs) <laughs> and it, that's God talking to us and saying, listen, I know you want to do what you need to do and you feel like you got screwed in this deal and you've been beaten up and you know he, he or she does not respect you. But if you would just please forgive, I swear it's going to be easier. The yeah. easier way is this way. You don't see it and I know you don't see mm-hmm. it because you live in the world but I promise you it's easier to do it this way. And I've designed it for you to do it this way. Well, and that's where it comes right back to what we're talking about. We're, there's times when you're like, man, my spouse is just sucking. They're not doing their part. I'm not going to love them. Yeah. And and God's like, I told you love them anyway. Yeah. And you're going to be stubborn and we're going to go to bed angry and we're going to be resentful. We're going to drop uh, passive aggressive comments and he won't take out the trash. So I'm just going to withhold my love and he's like, ah, I have an easier way. Just love him. Just submit. Just be loving. And it doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to just feel love for them. It means I'm going to act love for them. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think God ever said there's, there's an easier way. Like he, he never said things are going to be easy. Right. Like there's, there's a way it, and it's his way that if we choose to be obedient, then th- there's going to be fruit that comes from that. Sure. So like any situation, just like in marriage, like the easy way, the easy thing to do is to pull the ripcord when things get hard. That's what yeah. people think, right? Sure. The easiest way, like going down the hill, I can see it in front of me. I know if I just go that way, I'm going to get down a lot faster and it's going to be a lot easier. Same with thing with marriage. Like things get tough. I can see that hill. It's a lot easier and it, 
I can be down there and find somebody else. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the easy way to go. But God doesn't say, take the easy road. He's like, follow me, trust me, and I will give you, I will, I am the way, the truth, the truth and the light. Like, so I don't know. I think, you know, I've been struggling a lot in my job. And what's the easy thing to do there? Yeah, is quit. to find another job. And I've told you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but being selfish told you to do that. But God never said that we're gonna we're gonna enjoy our jobs or That's we're right. gonna have or we're gonna be happy in that. But he he tells us, you know, like be faithful and I will provide. Yeah. So I don't know, I kinda went on. Okay. Yeah, no, but easy's easy's probably not the right well, and word. even Chase said that, and he goes, I know the analogy kind of falls apart here, because I wish that sign would say the best way. Yeah, yeah. Because it should right. be, that's he, right. he, he even acknowledged that. that. He's like, I, but I, this is what it said, but he said, our relationship with Christ was never claimed to be easy, yeah. but it is best. And yeah. something else he referenced, which is more towards the best way, is we don't know the rewards that we will have. God, God knows that. So... They were going to work their butts off to stay alive, getting down the hill as quick as they can, going down this rocky ski. It's in the middle of summer. It's a ski slope, but it's you know it's just rock. We've done that route, by the way. We have done that route. <laughs> um, but he goes down that other way, the best way, and the beauty that they saw, mm. walking down in peaceful strides, not having time to stress, time with my wife yeah. and seeing the scenery, was something he didn't even think about. And then he got an extra two hours of just beautiful nature. And so, you know, God's like, just please. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm hearing is the best way takes work. It doesn't come naturally with our feelings. We can't follow our feelings, but it takes work. It takes choosing to go, okay, even though I don't feel like doing this, I'm going to forgive. And it is a sacrifice because we have to put our selfishness aside and choose to do the work do the hard things, and that's where God shows up. Because if we just live out of our selfishness, we don't need God. Everything's going great. And so I think that every all these analogies, you guys are um, awesome. It, I love hearing it, and I just keep I just keeps pocketing in my mind. Work, it's work, it's work, it's work, it's more work. But you'd miss out. I mean, we'd miss out on the blessings God had in our life had we not gone through all the bananas that we've gone through. And so it makes our relationship stronger because of all the junk we've we've gone through but we choose to continue to fight and of course it's not perfect but mm-hmm. work we need a shirt what is it going to say something about choose the work and fruit will come i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well the that'd be a really boring shirt the, the tagline is willing sorry love is the willing sat ugh. Love is the willing self-sacrifice of one to another, whether or not the other person is deserving. No. Love is the willing self-sacrifice from one to another, whether or not the other is reciprocating or even deserving. Is that right? That's pretty good. If it's not it, that's pretty close and good. Man, but then I'm like, there's not many people that actually love well then. Right, because we're human. We wake up and die to self or die to flesh every day. Yeah, and so we're not going to love well. Yeah, there's a whole list I found. I'll put them in the show notes and on the social media post. But there's a whole list that you're like, it's the love is, and you kind of think it's going to be fluffy, but it's all like one of the the number one is like love is being willing to have your life complicated by the needs and struggles of your husband or wife. Without impatience or anger. <laughs> Shoot. Let's just, Have we made it this far, yeah. honestly? I don't know. <laughs> Something that so I like that sort of ties to this is um, Paul David Tripp says, marriage is God's, not method, design, God's design. God's, di- God's divine God's design for marriage. God's design for marriage is to rescue me from me. Mm. And I think for me, that is a pinnacle statement. I mean, this love is stuff is awesome. And is, is very, like I just said at the beginning, it's, it's a pillar, but the overall sentiment of God, how did it go? God's, God's design for marriage God's is to rescue for me from me. 
God's design for marriage, his design, the way he made it is to say, you know what? You're not really pulling your weight. I'm going to need to introduce someone to you that's going to help teach you to pull your weight. That's yeah. absolutely bananas because we think we're great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, you know, I'm wonderful. And you it's the other just... person's fault. Yeah. Yep. And so wouldn't that... we all love to find somebody that's actually a lot like us? Okay, I'm going to really push some buttons. You ready? Uh-oh. So I think society has made us believe that the more like us we can find our spouse to be, the easier marriage is. I just think I can see how if love is is, okay, my husband loves to watch sports and I don't. So I'm going to have to choose love to sit and watch sports with him. Well, if you also love sports, awesome. There's going to probably be something else that you're different in that you're going to have to make a choice. And sure. if you haven't found it yet, great. That's awesome. That doesn't mean God's not going to use your marriage to shape you. Gotcha. But maybe open yourself up to what is there a way that I need, I need to be loving to my spouse yeah. and change in that way. We need to, well, I, I wish I would have put more time into this and wrote down some scripture, but we need to really go to the, go to the word to see what love is, right? Mm-hmm. And because we can talk about it all day long and, th- uh, you know, come up with all the theories of what love is, but what does the Bible say about it? Well, we could start real quick. I forget what verse it is, but it's, it's in Corinthians. Second Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. And we all read it at our wedding. That's right. So when we, <laughs> when the Bible says love is patient or kind, it does not boast. Those are complete absolutes. So love mm-hmm. is always patient, not sometimes patient. Love is or always kind when it's not, when it's convenient. It doesn't yeah. say when that, it's convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't First when Corinthians it's thirteen. I'm sorry. First Corinthians thirteen. But I got cool. the thirteen right. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. You got it. I don't know which ones y'all want. Love is first, patient. Should be First Corinthians thirteen. Oh, you want four. me to read it? I thought you did it. Oh, I didn't read the whole scripture. He gave, it, he gave the cliff notes. I thought version. that was but really that was good. good. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. Sometimes love is patient. Well, you should read it since you're doing okay. it. You know, it's the top one. It's the first one. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. All right, there we go. Yeah. Love is not proud. If you got any pride in you, nope, you're not loving. Uh, Which I'm not preaching here because I'm talking to myself when I say that. It does not dishonor others. Ah. Okay, so I'm done. Yeah. I obviously do not love my wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you dishonored me? Uh, well, I mean, lying, I mean, dishonored lying. It is not self seeking. And again, these are absolutes. It is never, ever, ever self-seeking. It is not easily angered. So I guess sometimes it could get angry. <laughs> What's that saying? <laughs> I'm glad you have me this. <laughs> oh, and the very last one. It keeps no record of wrongs. It just wow. moves on. So... I go back, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to convict anybody or, and say that, you know, they're look, going at this, the well, I guess I do want to convict you that maybe you're going at this the wrong way, but it keeps no records of wrongs. That is any wrongs. That is lying to my spouse if I worked out or not, or that is cheating on my spouse. Those are both the same wrongs, any wrongs. That's tough. I mean, I, Again, I'm not trying to preach. That's just... Whew. Going back to my comment of, I don't know how people do this without Jesus because the right. grace and the mercy that That's he right. shows us, man. I do, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, none of us are perfect at that list. Yeah. And so it's all and about... we never will be. That's right. And then we have to lean on God's grace and his new mercies every morning. Uh, the one that I liked is love is the daily commitment to resist the needless moments of conflict that come from pointing out and responding to minor offenses. Our day is made up oh my gosh. of minor offenses. Yeah. And God's in those moments. He's not absent. It's not just the big blow ups. He's in those little tiny things. And it's the people that, I mean, we're going to talk about this at some point too, that our marriage is a ministry no matter where we are. 
And so if we're nitpicking at each other, we're pointing out these little offenses. We're on air right now and we point out these little offenses. You guys are being ministered to us. We're at the grocery store. We're in front of our children. We're at the church, wherever we are. And people know that we follow Christ and we're married and we're acting like idiots. Well, what ministry is that? You know, and so I, I mean, I, I'm pointing at myself hundred percent, like pointing out mispronunciation of words or correcting each other on a stupid little fact, or I'm going to look that up and prove you wrong. Like that's not love. That's not, that's not loving. You know, mm. you okay, buddy? Yeah. Just, just that. Verse just really slapped me in the face because I'm just a selfish person and I just think about how many times I've like, you know, I work harder than she does or I deserve this or I deserve that. Or, I mean, the the most childish thing is she's done something to upset me and I am not going to speak to her until she realizes maybe she did something to upset me. Just something stupid. The way she talked to me or, or, or um, even tonight, you know, it wasn't, I, I honestly let it go, but there's times where I would not let it go where the way, and you did not mean anything wrong with this, where you came up and said, I thought you were going to do the dishes. And I was like, man, she didn't need to say it that way. She could say, baby, you still going to do the dishes? And I'm like, why didn't she say, baby, you still going to do the dishes? And I get bent. And I'm like, you know what? Stop. And I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. I, I, I do that a lot with Lisa. I mean, I don't mind saying that because I'm, I'm interpreting it wrong. It's not her saying it wrong. So I do that a lot. But then there's times where I don't do it. I'm like, you know what? We're not going to record tonight. I'm just too pissed. You know, I, I could go that route type of thing. And it's just absolute crap. Well, dude, you just described everybody in this room. <laughs> like, but you got up and you did the dishes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just like, the self-justification that we have is just unbelievable. Well, I'm sorry if that's how it sounded. That, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I, don't, I, I didn't want, to, I didn't want that to be the... You know, but uh, I didn't mean it for... I'm talking about my selfish struggle okay. that that somehow I need to be talked to the exact proper way or else it hits the fan, which is just childish. It's just so immature, intellectually, spiritually immature. It's just pride. It, and you're right. It's 100% just pride. But you don't, it's so masked. It's so well disguised. It's not pride. It's disrespect. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ugh. I, I kind of feel like conversations do need to happen. Like you're talking about, there's no, uh, what was it? There's no account of wrongs. No, what's the word? There's no record. Of record. Of, of there's wrongs. no record of wrongs, but there is still consequences and there's still conversations and there's still processing and there's still wounds and there's still, yes. you know what I mean? So it's not like, no, you're right. That's very good. We have to, we have to realize that it's not like, Oh, I did it again. Well, I just got to forgive you and move on. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot to it, but our hearts have to be positioned in the fact that we do not deserve the love that God gives us because we're filthy rags. And isn't that, that's a verse. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, uh, and so when we look at Alyssa, it through that chapter lens. One, verse one. <laughs> Alyssa, chapter one, verse <laughs> one. Sorry, Alyssa. But so anyway, I just... Uh, it's interesting because so much of my life, I, or I mean, probably till just, I always thought love was a feeling. You go based off of how you feel and it's not, this is showing me that it's so much sacrifice and so much work, but I just keep coming back to what you said, Brian, about like, there is fruit. God will bless you when you choose to do the hard things. Because I'm I'm being completely honest. Like, I would look at Brian and be like, how could I ever love that man? Like, yeah. he's disgusting to me. I'm repulsed by him. And now I'm like, dude, I'm so lucky, so <laughs> grateful. You know, it's, it's just that's only God that can change our lens that way. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, if the, the the full definition or the the blueprint for what love is is Jesus Christ, think of His life. Okay, we already talked about the chosen, 
did he could have just laid back and be like, y'all, I love you. What we, mm-hmm. the reason we feel loved by Jesus is because what he did. He pursued us. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't died just, for us. He didn't just uh-huh. tell us. He sacrificed. He showed us. Ultimately, right? yep. it was an action. It's that's the that's the thing is like you can, the words are words. Anybody can say them, yep. and it's 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 with your relationship with your wife or your spouse. It's like you can say things, and it doesn't mean anything. But if you show them, if you live your life as you profess to, mm-hmm. I mean. That's that's where you where that's where you make change and make a difference is when you actually follow up with with you, I don't know I'm trying to go there but you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah I think he continues to pursue us you know he's mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. I mean physically has different definitions but he no longer is living on earth but his spiritual presence I mean we all we all know it when Under the Holy Spirit yeah yeah when we when we sense it and it just fills up your lungs and your body and it's just it's a crazy thing and and he also convicts us you know we we see that we feel that and he's he's continually trying to refine us i think that's really true he convicts us and then we have the choice we have a choice to continue to walk in selfishness or to die to ourselves and do the work by showing love and forgiving or whatever it needs yep. to do. So we always have a choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm Well, one of the other here. things, I think we'll go down this road later, but like romance, a lot of people think romance is what makes your marriage, but romance is result of a good marriage. And one of my things I really preach about is how God romances us. is so that we, because it is hard, like Jesus Christ is not sitting next to me giving me flowers, but he can make me feel loved by romancing me. And this morning I was sitting outside just talking to God and I was playing some worship music and Lauren Daigle's um, love like this came on. So mm-hmm. and it's basically what did I deserve? What did I do to deserve love like this? And I'm not even joking, but a hummingbird came <laughs> and you guys may not know this, but hummingbirds are like the way that God romances me and just tells me, I see you daughter, you know, and it landed on one of the light strings in front of me and just sat there, which is just when they stop flapping their wings is the ultimate where God's like rest daughter rest in your beauty. And he just sat there, he sat there forever. And then he hummed around the trumpet vine and just ate from all the little flowers for the longest time. And I just was like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this love, but he was selflessly. I do believe God can use those things to romance me and that, that is the thing that we have to go. How dare I not sacrifice and choose to do the things for somebody else that I'm married to, that I, I do love Jeff, that comes from 25 plus years of sacrificing for each other. And there's times where I don't like Jeff a lot, but the feeling of love comes from the actions of love that I choose or choose to see that he's doing. Like I could, I, any Joe Schmo could sit there and see a hummingbird and not feel loved by God, but they choose to recognize that that's how God's saying, I love you. Well, and I think a lot of that too is your heart position to starting your day and seeking the Lord so that you have the eyes to see him romancing you in those moments. Cause you're right. You could go right by and be like, wow, you know? Well, and I could have walked by and Jeff did the dishes and and go, cool. He totally should have done that. I deserve that. (laughs) Or I could go. He, he chose, I knew he's not been in a great mood all weekend and he chose to do the dishes, even though I nagged at him and I went, okay, he loves me. So I acknowledged it. So that, that goes for our spouse when they're doing those things, we can choose to see those things as loving. We have to be careful not to see the things they overlook as unloving Mm. at the same time. I appreciate your conviction, but I would love for you to eliminate nag from your vocabulary. (laughs) You are not a nag. Thank you. I was going to say, when you're talking about the hummingbird, you know, God's, his infinite love is just something we cannot comprehend. And I could have, you're not a big flower person, but this may be a poor analogy, but I could. I don't hate them. Yeah. I could bring you a hundred dozen flowers and you would burn them to see that hummingbird again for a few minutes you know his love is just it's just it's you, you can't it's uncom uh un, not 
Immeasurable. Immeasurable, uncomparable. Uncomparable mm. is the word I was looking for. It's just, you, it's just when you're, and your heart has to be in that perfect area to receive it. But when it's there and he shows up, it's just, there's nothing on this earth that can, nothing. Mm. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I think that's like when when your spouse or your mate recognizes the things that woo you and then intentionally go out of their way to go, I know, I know this will get her attention. Jeff gave me a pair of hummingbird earrings for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And that meant he really thought about the things that woo my heart. And so we can stop and be thoughtful and that's how we show love. Well, what is going to woo the heart of my spouse? And that romance comes out of a reaction of love, which comes out of a reaction of selflessness. Cuz we choose it cuz Jesus Jesus did. Which comes out of a reaction of devotion to our Father. Mm, yeah, reaction because to that. Yeah. It mm. doesn't start by us waking up and going to work. That's right. It starts by having the right heart that I just talked about with the hummingbird. And I mean, man, you've got to, I can't, I mean, two years ago, not yeah, Two years ago, if I would have said, yeah, get up and read your Bible every day. No pass. (laughs) And it's all of a sudden I flipped a switch and I'm not looking for any credit. I don't know what happened. And I do that now. And my heart is able to, I still wake up and I read the Bible and I go to work pissed off. I mean, that happens because I still fall to this, the flesh. But a lot of times I wake up and I just enjoy my drive to work. And whatever's going to happen that day, it doesn't really matter because God's in it. There's so much freedom in that. There is so much freedom. And there's, that's, that's where you find true joy in Him. Like you, make a, you wake up every morning, you make a conscious decision to say, God, I don't want to get up, but God, I... I I choose to do the hard things and I know that you're in them and I know that you're just, you're continually, continuously refining me to who you want me to be. And that's through struggle and strife and, and obedience and trust. Mm. And so y'all look at the um, show notes for the love is statements that I have taken straight off of Paul David Tripp's uh, content, but um Check those out and find ways to integrate those into your life. Thank you so much for giving us the mic for a minute to talk about love and maybe challenge your thought process a little bit about what that definition is. And of course, social media plug. Who's that? Uh, Hashtag Marriage Unfiltered. Marriage Unfiltered on Instagram. Good job. Did Um, I do do that right? Yeah. And then we're Marriage Unfiltered 77 at (laughs) AOL.com. Is that our email? <laughs> Marriage unfiltered at yahoo.com. AOL. <laughs> Love you guys. That was good. That was awesome, guys. Have a great week. We'll Peace. see you soon. I got a lot to work to do. Oh, That's right. right. <laughs>
Welcome to the marriage and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's in his head now. Yeah. Do you want me to start? No. Welcome. This is my oh. thing. Okay. <laughs> well, I got. Let me get my script back up because when you actually finally get it. Yeah. Don't screw it up. Oh crap! No pressure. Welcome to the marriage and filter pot. <laughs> 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 <laughs>